Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. When were the... What school's up? Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop? What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions... About Chicago, the region, and its people. Hi, I'm WBEZ reporter Monica Eng, and I'm in Barb Ziemba's kitchen in Chicago's Bridgeport neighborhood. Barb and her daughter Natalie are making breakfast... They crack eggs, chop veg, and brew coffee. This makes a lot of garbage, and Natalie worries about it. I'm a vegetarian, so I produce a lot of um, food waste, and I was putting it all into the garbage, and it was almost something that haunted me. She hates sending bagged food scraps to a landfill where they'll belch out methane, a greenhouse gas that's 25 times worse than carbon dioxide. But... That's how it works in Chicago. There's no municipal composting program. So she and her mom put the scraps in a big orange bucket. Twice a month, a guy on a bike picks up the scraps, and he takes them down the block, where they're made into compost for gardens or whatever. Really part of his business model is zero emission. He believes in all bicycling, and that's part of the reason why we love him so much. And Not only that, but he's a really nice guy. He really is a nice guy. But that's just a tiny fraction of the compostable waste Chicago homes create in that time. So here's what she wants to know from the city. Speaking from my heart, I have a major question to ask you. Why can we not, in the city of Chicago, have ways that households could dispose of compostable material similar to what a recycling pickup would look like? We get this question a lot. And it's a pressing one. Composting food waste can help fight environmental problems like climate change, loss of topsoil, and water pollution. That's why San Francisco, Minneapolis, and other cities have launched convenient curbside composting programs. But you don't have to look that far to find a thriving example. In fact, there's one just west in Oak Park. It operates under the same Illinois rules, and its compost program even uses the same hauler Chicago does for trash. So I'll tackle why Chicago has no program and what it would take to change that. First, I'll start with Oak Park. Karen Rosmus oversees waste services there. She says the compost thing started because residents wanted it. And she was negotiating a new hauling contract with waste management. And I asked, what more can you do for us? They said, what did you have in mind? I said, well, I see the future and it is composting (laughs) food scraps. Waste management said, sure, let's try a pilot. They started with 100 volunteer households in 2013. Now they're up to 1,100, but that's just 10% of eligible households in Oak Park. Still, Rosmus says the program's growing, and it doesn't cost the village anything. We do not subsidize anything when it comes to refuse and recycling, because I've seen programs that that are subsidized when they're a pilot program and and everybody gets excited and everybody signs up. And and then when the bill comes due, the program fails. 
Compost subscribers pay $14 a month beyond what they already pay for garbage. They get a big gray bin to put next to the garbage and recycling cans in the alley. Trucks gather the stinky waste and haul it to a plant in south suburban Romeoville. That's where Waste Management's Kurt Nebel gives us a tour. We'll grind the material, we'll put it into these windrows, and that material will stay in those windrows for 90 days. These windrows are long mountains of smelly waste. But after 90 days of turning, they become piles of rich black compost. Twice a year, this black gold returns to Oak Park, where residents can take it to enrich their gardens for free. We're in the Ream Park swimming pool parking lot, and there is this gorgeous mound of black gold. My nose is, you know, just a foot away, and... There's no odor. Yeah. Oak Park made the program work because citizens wanted it. And just as important, we're willing to pay extra. So what would it take to make this work in Chicago? I asked folks who've been pushing composting in Illinois for years. Policy is really what's driving change in other states that we're seeing. This is Gary Kunin, founder of environmental group Seven Generations Ahead. He says unlike some states, Illinois has no mandate for food scrap composting. But... On the West Coast and, and increasingly in other areas, these are mandated programs. And it's just like picking up your, your garbage. It, food scrap composting is part of the, the package. So Kunin is working with a coalition to push similar mandates here but they're still years away. Then there's the money issue. Here's what's crazy. In Illinois, landfill fees are low. So low that it's cheaper to send food scraps to the landfill than it is to send them to a composting facility. See, commercial food composting only became legal in Illinois in 2010. So the industry's young and small enough that it can't compete with cheap landfill space. It's getting a boost as hospitals, grocery stores, and schools start composting. But Kunin's colleague, Jen Nelson, says at this point... We don't have haulers with enough customers to make this um, really worthwhile in an economic way for them yet. We don't have enough compost processing facilities that are accepting food scraps along with the yard waste. And we don't have a demand in the market for finished compost. Whoa. So Chicago faces a lot of barriers to composting. No state mandates, cheap landfill fees, and a young compost industry. Sounds like there's a way to go before a citywide program could work. But what about a neighborhood pilot, one that could grow as laws change and the industry grows? I asked Chris Sove, the city's deputy commissioner for recycling. Might that happen in the next five years, one year? Well, let's put it this way. We would pilot something, I think, before we launch something citywide. And might that happen in this decade? We've seen a lot of municipalities going that route and certainly, you know, dipping their their toes in the water and testing something out. So certainly is a distinct possibility. It's the next logical evolution for our program. Hmm. Next logical evolution. So that means they're thinking about it. Maybe. When I call Natalie and tell her everything, I figure she'll be disappointed. But she's kind of psyched. Even the fact that it's on their radar is something that I'm hopeful about. Even the fact that the city recognizes that there's a need, that was really encouraging. Reporting this week comes from me, Monica Eng. Curious City is supported by the Doors and Howard Conan Fund for Journalism. Curious 
Curious City is supported by the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, offering a Master of Science in Historic Preservation. A two-year program, students are taught archival documentation, building conservation, and architectural history. Students benefit from internships, fieldwork, and community engagement projects. The Master of Science in Historic Preservation program offers unparalleled training in Chicago, the birthplace of modern architecture. Apply by February 1st. Details at saic.edu backslash Curious City. Next time on Curious City, most Chicagoans can tell you who the city's chief rival is. New York. New York. Definitely New York. But ask New Yorkers their rival and... Maybe Paris, Tokyo. I think Los Angeles. I mean Jersey City in New Jersey. Wait, Chicago doesn't rival New York? I don't know. I mean, Chicago's like Chicago. You don't really hear much about it. The origins of a one-way rivalry. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause. And rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.